0: Paid non-attorney spokesperson, Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas, is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice, and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Xarelto users. If you or a loved one took Xarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Xarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-630-6720. That's 800-630-6720.
1: Now, a special presentation, reaction and analysis of the debate from the Blaze Radio Network.
2: Good evening. I'm Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network, joined by my friend and colleague Skip Lacombe, A tie johnson and ty so that you know i'm hearing a half a second delay here which is uh there you go which i'm no longer hearing welcome we have just wow yes yeah uh th- there you go skip Lecombe, say it I'm, again my biggest
3: commentary on tonight's debate wow
1: that was Absolutely. entertaining,
3: fun, crazy. Um, Rubio was in beast mode the entire time. Ted Cruz looked good, not great. Trump had his regular old Trumpness, and I guess Carson and Kasich were there too. I didn't pay much attention to them though.
2: <laughs> well, Skip, I I, I think we uh, ought to note at some point, and in case we forget, I don't want to uh, in in, uh, in any way put a dampening on the procedures, and I know everyone will understand why and when i say this but the reason uh skip that you and i are not joined by our dear friend doc thompson tonight is because uh, doc lost his father a couple days ago and uh i i just want to note that and how much all of us who know doc uh though and 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 those of us who didn't have the pleasure and privilege of knowing him personally or knowing his is uh, knowing doc or knowing his dad you know this is one of those things you you know what it's like or you don't but uh, our 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 deepest condolences and love go out to our friend and partner uh, doc Thompson tonight, and i I i, I know you 'd want to join me in that, so I just want yeah to
3: yeah Jay th- yeah week. thank you for that i can i can I can vaguely speak for doc and saying thank you for for everything and the condolences that i 'm pointing out to him have been have been very kind i was I was very fortunate to spend uh, the last week or so with a doc 's father shake his hand, and he was a great man, he will be greatly missed, but thank you very much jay
2: that is great, and we have the uh, privilege of continuing to work with I'm sure what uh, Doc's dad would agree is his greatest accomplishment. Doc, uh, though he's probably a little too modest to agree. All right, we have two seconds. Uh,
1: Skip and I coming right back. The debate to reactions and analysis of the GOP debate. The Blaze Radio Network. now a special presentation reaction and analysis of the debate from the blaze radio network Thank
3: you so much for joining us this evening on the uh, post-debate election coverage of the GOP debate. The last debate before Super Tuesday when 12 states will go to vote on next Tuesday. Joined by Jay Severin also by Ty Johnson in New York. An interesting debate tonight I I think folks. Um, While again I feel we had a lot of the same as we've seen in previous GOP debates this one seemed to be a little more explosive. A little more fireworks going on at this one. Although Jay one of the prevailing things that I feel I felt about tonight is that the biggest part of the uh, debate itself, too, was, once again, the the sixth person, which is the audience. Jay, you brought this to our attention uh, a couple of debates ago, too, saying how much of an impact the audience was having in the debates. I don't think we saw anything different tonight, Jay.
2: I think to the degree it may have been different, Skip, it was probably a little less the lines of demarcation were a little less pronounced tonight. And so it wasn't quite as obvious and, and thus perhaps as influential as in other nights, but you're, you're quite right. And this is uh, a drum I've been beating for, for years now. And that is the, the, the fact, the fact, no, it's not a theory. It's a fact that, that audience reaction influences audience reaction, so to speak, you mm-hmm. know, the larger audience. But let me say, cause I haven't ha- ha- had the chance, uh, that well i'm going to quote you wow actually i'm going to quote you and mexican president uh, vinay (laughs) fox and say effing wow Uh, we skip have just uh, witnessed those of us here up and down the blaze radio network who listened to saw whatever this presidential debate i have two responses i can give one is uh, and I'm not going to explain it, maybe maybe later. But for now, those who have been with me, they'll know what I mean when I say twerking, da, <laughs> twerking. Okay? Uh, if that one doesn't work, then uh, I'll say uh, and or the most extraordinary public discourse at this level in the history of the United States of America. I am not old enough to have known the Kennedy Nixon debates but I'm old enough to have studied them in graduate school in journalism school and from there on in I pretty much seen them all and I, I don't I don't think we would disagree when I say as you did opening the show uh, the best possible concisest way you could earlier when you said wow you know we've never seen anything like this now that can be good and bad I think it may be, uh, uh, you know, maybe not equal parts of both because in some parts I looked at this and said, what must George Herbert Walker Bush <laughs> be thinking in the audience? And you know, one would be, I wish I could locomote, you know, I wish I could get myself out of here. And I guess the other one would be, you know, I- is low how the mighty, meaning the presidency of the United States has fallen, you know, this is the office I held. And that I fought for because in many ways, Skip, I thought this was a shameful lowering to the lowest common denominator. And maybe some of the participants were forced. Now, I know that may be, you know, rational. Their hands by- were definitely forced, though. And I know what you're saying. I, know yes. what you're saying. I mean, yes. my big question is,
3: did you feel that uh, that George H.W. Bush and Barbara Bush were there because they didn't get the word that
2: Jeb wasn't going to be there? Exactly so. Can you imagine, Skip, a week earlier, you accept because you think you're there to cheer on your son. And a week later, you're there with, I don't know, I I, I said to I was watching with my girls and I said, you've never been to an old fashioned carnival. Your daddy (laughs) has seen one in Indiana. And when you walk into the geek show and you see like the two headed man or the bearded tattooed lady, and you look at people's faces and they're like, they look at them in shock and awe. You know, this was the kind of thing that you can imagine. The Bushes were looking at, especially Trump, like they were seeing the first man from Mars. Like, I, you know, what is this? What what could this be? Well, well like the
3: pincushion guy that puts like nails into his nose or, or exactly. some
2: sort of a, shi- a sideshow, the bearded lady, whatever it is. Exactly. And as people walk on him. But let me let me, if I may, uh, weigh in quickly on substance. The. Please. uh I mean, I mean, you know, it's 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 kind of a a, a, a low relative here. Well, I mean, if, if you can find
3: any substance from tonight's yeah. debate,
2: please weigh in on it. Exactly. Well, here it is. I, I think that the analysis it, it derives from the pre-analysis, and as 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 you did today, uh, I discussed with with uh, our partners. What is what does everyone have to do, or you know, what does each person have to particularly do and tonight basing it on that judgment uh was the dynamic of the campaign changed um i'm not sure it fundamentally was but if i had to score this and and full disclosure i'm for ted cruz and have been for years but if i had to judge this based on what you had to do and how close to it you came I think Marco Rubio was the class of the field. The Absolutely. fact is, he's much smarter than Trump, who was his main target. And he's also a natural debater. And God help me, but even though I know he's old Nassau Hall's favorite son, he's Princeton's favorite son, debate champion, Harvard Law School debate champion, Ted Cruz, it he was... G- as good as he can be tonight, Skip, I thought, but it is not, not his enough. natural medium. I thought tonight was Rubio's natural medium, and he showed it.
3: Well, no, I, I think you're right, because Rubio does kind of uh, uh, represent some of that establishment class, too, whereas a, a Ted Cruz, while well, is an excellent debater, is, is a great... Orator, very smart. Uh, It's not his natural place. He's uncomfortable. Once he starts getting attacked, once he has to do, even more so, has to do the attacking, I think he becomes uncomfortable. And to your point on on who won, I posted my highly scientific Twitter poll uh, right as the debate (laughs) ended. And uh, I've seen really, really interesting responses from that, more so than I've seen before. Um, Trump is in the lead, although in the past, Cruz is generally one that is probably a bit to do with my, my Twitter audience and the Blaze audience. I know a lot of Cruz people there. But Rubio, right. actually, in this poll, um, at 30%. Trump winning with 35 Rubio at 30%, and Cruz at 29%. So Rubio clearly, I think, did the best job tonight in terms of making a concise message, attacking when he needed to, and um, probably coming out the best. Um, an interesting side note to this, two is I always like to go down to the talk time for all of these two. Um, right, this would have right. been uh, the talk time right towards the, the second commercial break, which was about uh, 12 minutes before the debate ended. So these aren't the most up-debate numbers, but Trump clearly by a wide margin, had the most talk time at 29 minutes and 46 seconds. The next is uh, Ted Cruz at 19 minutes and 4 seconds, a full 10 minutes behind Donald wow. Trump talking. Uh, backing oh, that up you. next is uh, wow, is, yeah. is, is a Kasich with 16, Rubio with 16-11, and then Carson with just a lowly 9 minutes.
4: Hey, hey, where's my time? Where, where, hey, hey, time. <laughs> okay. I need more time. All right. Ty, let's welcome. Take,
3: let's take a quick pause to this and bring in uh, from New York, Spinning the Dials radio style in New York City, Ty Johnson. Ty Johnson,
2: produce, executive producer and media okay. consultant, Now, at this point, too, if we Johnson. are going to
3: go to you, Ty, you can't complain about the lack of time. Just get to your
4: point, okay? <laughs> oh, I, you mean I can't get time and then complain about time? That I <laughs> Don't might. pull a
3: Carson on us, please. Time, no, um, time, time, No, I,
4: What I would say is I thought that Christie might have derailed Rubio two debates ago, I believe that was, and tonight proved that uh, Rubio is a little bit more, probably has a little bit more moxie, and is a little more impressive than we probably gave him credit for in that moment because he, my my takeaway was, I thought Cruz needed to come in first place to take Trump down. For Trump to not have a huge Super Tuesday, it needed to be Cruz, needed to be the one that took him down. So someone took him down, but it wasn't Cruz, it was Rubio. I think they both tried, but I thought Rubio was significantly more effective at it than Cruz was. And because of that, I think that Rubio helped his status as the second place person, but I don't think that Trump got moved
2: out of first place. Only Cruz could have done that, and I don't think it happened. Permit me, gentlemen, to weigh in and to affectionately and respectfully agree with you uh, halfway, strategically and tactically, okay? I think that tactically, you're absolutely right. Rubio proved himself the better, ex, the better executor of his fate. He was more in control. He knew when to attack, when to step back, when to counterpunch. Rubio showed tonight that the debate, even when it gets as rhetorically violent as these things ever get, and this is the most rhetorically violent presidential debate that has ever been, at least broadcast. Now, the next one may surpass it. But for now, we've just witnessed the most rhetorically violent presidential campaign at that level in the history of at least broadcast American politics. In that element, Rubio proved himself to be far superior to everyone else. That's tactically, strategically. And, and this is where I think I could be helpful. This story, guys, changed as quickly as whiplash. This story, when when I sat down to work this morning, the story was Cruz in real trouble because we don't know if he can win his home state of Texas. And that that that's the big story. By
3: Well, I'm not sure Texas a, a is a few much moments, as much as the other 11 a, a states. A few though.
2: moments after I went on the air... The news story had already changed, and certainly the meme had changed in the mainstream media by the time the debate kicked off. And that was because of the release of the news that in all three polls taken in the last few days, Cruz is in the lead in Texas. The media meme shifted from, Can Cruz win Texas? to a kind of holding pattern, which was, Okay, okay, looks like Cruz for the moment. is okay. We're not going to tear his lungs out right now. Looks like he's okay. So now the real story is, 10 days later, will Rubio be humiliated in his home state of Florida? Because the difference is, whereas Cruz leads Trump in Texas, Rubio's losing by double digits to Trump in Florida. And so the meme got to the point before the debate, even to the extent that it was, will Rubio bow out before the Florida primary rather than be humiliated so that he can live to fight another day. That shifted the entire strategic paradigm for what everyone had to do tonight. When 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 we when we started this tonight more or less, it was a do or die for Cruz and it shifted for if Cruz just held his own, it shifted to Rubio. And let me say, I think Rubio fulfilled the promise.
3: No, I think you're right, too. And, I mean, uh, Rubio seems to be the uh, the new whipping boy of the media right now, too, as he's been having his resurgence right now, his big surge. And I do think that is right. going to be a big story, too, because I don't think Ted Cruz is going to lose uh, lose Texas at this point, but I don't see any path for Marco Rubio to win Florida.
2: And I've said before, well, too. It, I, see, I, I, well, let's let's slow down a second. If what you say, Skip, is true, and, and Ty, if, if Cruz wins Texas, and by the way, as we all know he can ill afford not to and the other well, thing we're to. looking for is the illustration here of you can lose by winning because Cruz could win but not by enough quote unquote and it would make him a loser even if he won so he's got all that to worry about but if Cruz holds his own in Texas this this meme this storyline is going to harden in the next few days, into this do or die for Rubio in his home state. And as you've noted, he's trailing Trump, uh, and I you know I know he's trailing him by double digits, and the thing is, Rubio's the only one who hasn't won anywhere yet.
3: Yeah, you no, know, I think that's a great point too. And um, I mean, if, if Ted Cruz is able to win Texas, even if he lost every one of the other states uh, involved with uh, with Super Tuesday, he still has at least two wins because he pulled out the win in Iowa as well. Yeah. Um, if yeah. you guys do want to comment on the show too, uh, we are taking your calls. It's triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. That's uh one triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. In fact, let's take a quick call in uh, Missouri, let's do Brian. That. Brian, you're on the Blaze Radio Network. What did you think of the debate tonight?
5: Well, I thought that Rubio was really good. I thought that uh, Trump was dissected.
2: Tell me what you mean by good. I let I want to cast aside. These, yeah, let's you know, break that down you know, a bit. As a tell to me the old political who platforms. had to do what and did they do it. So, what did Rubio need to do? Apparently, you think he did what he needed to do. Tell me what that was.
5: I think Rubio. Uh, what he needed to do was he needed to not not only attack um, Trump. But, I mean, he also needed to stand up to other candidates. He's always been going against uh, Cruz, I think, in most of these debates, and going against the the guy that has garnered most of the support. What I saw tonight and what I think needed to happen was Rubio and Cruz kind of team up on Trump. And I think that worked. I think it was a Rubio-Cruz tie tonight. And um, I, I think that Rubio... Uh, really, uh, and Rubio and Cruz both, really tore apart Trump, and Trump showed his his lack of substance once again. Um, he certainly by, helped,
2: didn't he? Trump,
5: yeah, Trump definitely. pitched in, didn't he? He helped, he helped uh, show that he has no substance by the question about him building the wall. How is he going to build the wall? And then all he said was, well, we're going to have this giant, great, big, big tall right. wall. Well, <laughs> He'd be ten feet
3: it? taller now.
5: Huge. Yeah, exactly. He had no substance at all, and then going against the the guy, and I don't, I didn't even know who that was. The guy, the radio host, and saying his his numbers are really bad. He has no you. ratings at all. Thank Come you. No on. one listens that's to why, you. That's why. You know, that's why he's no, in Hall of that. Fame.
2: His name is Hugh Hewitt, is and he graduated from Harvard cum laude in 1978. Uh, I happen to know, and uh, it, it is a naked raw mean spiritedness no. yes. that uh, it, just my opinion I think doesn't appeal to most Americans you no. know in in jesting in jousting, okay, but to just look right at someone right in the eye and say huh. in a circumstance like this. Nobody listens to you know, it's it's it's
3: it's uneducated of him to do that, too. I mean, he did the same thing with uh, uh, with uh, Megan, Megan Kelly, too, saying that he made her or whatever. I mean, this is what I think when when you hear things like uh, uh, Kanye West saying he made Taylor Swift, like the the lack of thought and intelligence and and knowledge of the people you're dealing with and of the history of them is just astounding. But for some reason, Trump and his cult of
2: personality continues to win.
5: Yep, he he does that well, all the
2: time. It, look, it was Super Tuesday, 595, and I think Super Tuesday was tonight. And, and 595, call it 600 delegates, are going to be uh-huh. proportionally awarded. And if we zoom in again on this picture of our guys from tonight, Trump, yeah. I'm sorry, Ted Cruz needs to avoid the story that says... Cruz loses home state now when the votes are all in if Ted Cruz wins by one vote and if the delegates are you know Cruz gets the same number of delegates uh, as Trump or somebody else it doesn't matter so long as he doesn't lose. Yes, exactly. Yeah, absolutely right. Well, Brian, thank you so much for the call this evening,
3: too. One triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three is the phone number. I want to play some of the audio, too, because we've been talking about how, how, how attacking uh, Marco Rubio and uh, Ted Cruz were towards Trump. Uh, let's go and start off with some of the Marco Rubio audio, too, with uh, one of the things that was really going after Trump was his manufacturing. Of course, a lot of the Trump's uh, um, merchandise, his, his clothing, his ties, his suits, have not been made in America. Well, that's been a major criticism of
6: Trump. Let's go ahead and play a uh, cut four. Now. Well, you don't know anything about business. You well, lose on make everything them in you America. Do. Let me just tell you. They devalue their currencies. China, Mexico, everybody, Japan, wow. with the cards. They devalue their currencies to such an extent that our businesses cannot compete with them. Our workers lose their and jobs. So you make them but in you China? You wouldn't know in anything Russia. about it because
7: you're a lousy Well, I don't know anything about bankrupting four companies. You bankrupted I don't
3: know anything about
7: starting and a university. That a was a fake university. First of all, one one a, a time. fake that's called. Okay. There are people who borrowed $36,000 to, borrow 36, you, on, to time, go to Trump, Trump University, and they're suing him now. $36,000 to go the way, to a university. The way, that's a fake school. And by the
6: way, and you know what
7: they got? I, they got you, to take I've a picture of a cardboard of the cutout of Donald Trump. And by the way, that's what they I've got for the $36,000. Right. I want to move and on. They
6: actually did a very good job, Mr. But won Most of the lawsuit.
3: What is so astounding about that, to me, is that I mean, one of Trump's big railings against has been against nabisco and Oreo for moving their manufacturing outside of the u.s while at the same time criticizing rubio for not understanding business about how he needs to make his his ties out of the u.s how does he not see that equivalency with okay nabisco is not making a smart decision on business by moving their manufacturing but me donald trump is making a smart decision jay your thoughts
2: uh, it's absolutely frightening. I am virtually, believe it or not, speechless. I look at this <laughs> and at these moments you look at Donald Trump and say, this would be the president of the United States. I just, I, temperament has been a word used in the calculus of the propriety of our choice for chief executive ever since we've been a country temperament, not necessarily vast knowledge, not necessarily deep academic credential, not necessarily even foreign policy experience, though I, I'm sure Donald Trump would wish me to mention that his foreign policy experience includes having twice breakfasted at the International House of Pancakes. But what, 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 what we've always talked about temperament. And when I look at him and listen to him and see the rawness of his mean-spiritedness and his you know anger and and he's a vulgarian i'm sorry i mean i'm not for him so i'm not pretending to be and i don't mean to be harsher on him than someone else but i just i kept thinking what can george bush senior sitting in that audience think gazing upon donald trump and listening to his utterances
3: no no i think it's amazing too and I actually, I actually feel bad for him you made the point too that he probably agreed to to make this appearance back when his son was still going to be up on the stage i i think that if if him and barbara had had the opportunity to maybe back out and not not be there they probably wouldn't i don't see any other reason why they would be there aside from uh supporting their
2: son ty what do you think Yeah, well it's too, too decent to you know to just yeah jump I, out on. It, it
4: was really sad and you know he's not in the best of health right now. Um, I, I I think they should have CNN. Maybe should have made a way for them to maybe appear on TV earlier than in the day and not have to sit there. Yeah, that was that was. I feel like it was kind of me.
3: exploitive of them.
4: Yeah, it was, yes. and and it, I think it was wrong. But at the same time, where's Jeb to say, "Hey, mom and dad, you don't do this."
0: Yeah, yeah no, no, I definitely think good, that was a a, uh, point. a big fail. Uh, the phone number to
3: call, one triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. 900 3393 That's one triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. 900 3393 I do want to play one more clip of uh, of Rubio attacking Trump, and then maybe the next half hour of coverage we'll go and take some calls. Uh, let's go ahead and go to cut uh, five now, Ty.
6: Here's a guy... That buys a house for 179,000. He sells it to a lobbyist who's probably here for 380,000, and then legislation is passed. You tell me about this guy. This is what we're going to have. Here's the guy president. that inherited
7: 200 million dollars. If he hadn't inherited 200 million dollars, you know where Donald no, no, Trump no, would no, be no. right now? No, no, selling no. Selling watches and I'm wrong. I'm wrong. <laughs> what is
3: so great about that to me? And with with most of Rubio's responses too is well, I'm sure they were planned. And he says, "Hey, at some point, if Trump comes after you, all of Rubio's best points came off of attacks from Donald Trump."
2: Did you guys? Know and I must this, say, that that I'm from the- New York, and and it's hard to imagine. You get into the psychology of this when I was a young man, a brutal young man in Manhattan. We. It's true that Donald Trump, I believe, has a, if not a fixation, a real awareness that he was born in an an OB, an outer borough. And not Manhattan. Dude, 's been you're a lot absolutely of theory, right. You know, about how he feels like he's never been part of the club. And we used to call them brutally, again, GUs, geographic undesirables, or B&Ts, the bridge and tunnel crowd. Like, hurry, because the tunnel's going to close. You've got to get home. You know, if you weren't from Manhattan, it was brutal. It was awful. But it was what everybody said. And saying he'd be selling watches in Manhattan, he meant on a street corner, you know, it was very
1: insulting. This is a special post-debate presentation, reaction and analysis of the GOP debate on the Blaze Radio Network. This is a special presentation, Reactions and Analysis of the Debate, from the
3: Blaze Radio Network. Live on the Blaze Radio Network, at Skip LaCombe, Jay Severin, Ty Johnson with you for post-debate uh, analysis, uh, coverage, and as always, mockery. If you will, please follow us on Twitter. It's <laughs> at Skip LaCombe. it's at J underscore Severin, and at Ty Johnson News. Uh, we want to take and some of your phone I calls. Remember, I'm sorry, go oh, ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, we I jumped all over you. No, it's all good. Well, we do want to get some of your phone calls in. It's 1-888-900-3393. That's 1-888-900-3393. Covering one of the more interesting debates we've had so far. Uh, much more fireworks as we're uh, now down to only five candidates. Um, they really do seem to be going after each other. Um, and like I said, we do want to get some of your phone calls in here. I want to go back to the phones real quickly right now and turn to uh, Tampa and Lee. Lee, you're on the Blaze Radio Network. How are you, Lee?
8: Good, good. Thank you Thank guys me. very much for taking my call.
3: Thank you for calling.
8: Welcome. Hey, um, I got to say, uh, you know, I, I was taking notes during the debate. You know, I've gotten to that point and because I like y'all's show. But I got to say, uh, that was definitely Rubio Cruz. Uh, I mean, they're top-notch debates. Um, I was hoping that they would go a lot farther when they were attacking uh, uh, Trump. I was actually really hoping that, I mean, there's a lot of things you can go a lot farther. And and when Trump interrupts you, all they got to start doing is saying, excuse me. You know, I mean, because I get so tired of that word when they, they, they should start saying, (laughs) excuse me during their, when Trump tries to interrupt them. Um,
2: Trump usually says, let me, let me talk.
8: Yeah, stop it. Shut up. Uh, excuse me. You know, I mean, and everybody stops talking. They need to start doing the same thing to him. Um, you know, I, I thought what else was interesting uh, about this debate was that that Kasich, uh, it was the first time for me, I'm an independent in Florida and I'm a cruise fan all the way. Full disclosure, cruise fan. But Kasich, it was the first time that Kasich actually presented himself and, and actually I started to like a couple of the things he said and uh, it, that was interesting um, and I also have to say The dynamic about, uh, is funny
2: about these things the, 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 net, the dynamic of the network debate is such, historically, that the underdogs, if they grab a spark they tend to yeah. give them a little more time because it's a story. Yeah. Again, for you me, Skip Ty doc everybody we all have a slightly different prism through which we view this but to those guys on the stage in the director in the booth he's saying let him talk let him talk you know I'm gonna ring him out no right. don't let him talk because another, they want that's, story
8: that's another interesting you bring up is I thought um, I thought Cruz was interrupted by the moderators. Anytime he tried to go any further, and they seem to let other people go on. That's an interesting point you bring up, is that they seem well, to let Well, don't forget,
2: people... Ted's, I'm for Ted. I happen to be with you. I make no secret of it. But again, whereas I believe Ted was as good as he can be in a debate tonight, he was not, not the best debater on the stage. It's not good enough, And in no. terms of delivering punchy, forceful, accessible, powerful soundbite lines uh yes, rubio showed himself to be uh at least you know technically far better right. than anyone on the stage including even trump I,
8: I completely agree with you and the other callers previously that, that 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 rubio pointed out trump's weaknesses the best tonight and i think that's what won yeah. pointing really? out trump's weaknesses
3: yeah, Lee, no, I think you're absolutely right, man. And thank you so much for the call, too. And I want to go back to the talk time, too, because we do have Actually, the final talk time now, too, which I think is absolutely incredible. We talk about how there's producers in their ear who whispering, let him go, let him go, let him go. Yeah, and Trump's yeah. cult of personality had led him to 30 minutes and 23 seconds of talk time. The next closest, wow. Ted Cruz, 19 minutes and 51 no! seconds. no. Continuing this, Kasich really? at seventeen, Rubio at sixteen forty eight, Carson at ten minutes and fifteen seconds. Almost a third of the time that Donald Trump got.
2: Well, of course, that's also a function of who's your story? You know? Where's our story? Where where do our headlines come from out of this? And they come out of you know, they come from Trump. It's
3: completely been Donald completely uh one triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three is the phone number let's go back to a uh, san antonio and eric eric you're on the blaze radio network what's up man
7: hey what's up guys uh love y'all hey, in the morning thank you can i ask you a question i, I may have heard a, a lie about you are you a lawyer or not
2: <laughs> i am not i i've had you're many okay. dirty things he said just about plays me, one on right? the radio but but that okay, I okay, just okay. played one. I Never play mind. a jailhouse lawyer on the radio. <laughs>
7: <laughs> okay okay, I'm sorry. But anyway, what I think was the problem is that whenever you're in the courtroom, and sometimes I play a lawyer in a courtroom. Uh, I do a lot of pro se work. Um, I I do a lot of pro se work. Which is, you know, you're meaning you have happy. an idiot
2: for a client. Folks, uh-huh. pro se means well, in representation of oneself.
7: <laughs> I have I have I have won more times than I've lost. I'll put it to you that way. All right, half an idiot. Um, OK, yes. Half an idiot. Uh, my my <laughs> ex-wife is the full idiot. But anyway, uh, <laughs> first of all, oh, by the way. First of all, what I meant to open up with, uh, actually, is condolences to Doc. He's a great guy. Yes. Sorry for him losing his father. Uh, he's
2: an okay I, guy. I, 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 and, and he is missed you know, here. He's,
7: Hey, listen, I was stocking your Jumbo Johnson eggs at Walmart this evening when the debate started, okay? So I was listening to you guys, you know, when, when, I, was, when I was in my cooler at Walmart here in San Antonio, okay? So, anyway... That's skipoftheblaze.com. Anyway, um,
2: <clears throat>
7: but no, what, what what really concerned me was uh, Cruz was muted in his own home state. And I don't know if that was by a, a mainstream media uh, intention or whatever else. I know that by the numbers, he got more talk time. But I think that, 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 that what I was coming back to and what I, why I asked you if you were a lawyer, Jay, is that, you know, you try to be gentlemanly. And and in this case, presidential. And Cruz wasn't going to really get down really deep in the mud. Rubio just ran his mouth and he got the most applause lines. Trump turned red faced Carson fell asleep and Kasich was just there. (laughs) But um, by the way, stew,
2: our own stew of Pat Stew and Glenn said, uh, "I have a tweet here from him. I saved it. If Wolf had balls, he'd ask Donald Trump why he looks like a sweet potato in his suit."
7: (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, do you ever look at Trump and you see that 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 look like he just got out of a tanning bed? (laughs) Oh my God, that's because he just got out of
3: a tanning bed.
7: Yeah, is there another look? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, my mom, who's a former nun, long story behind that, that's the ex-angel at Twitter, um, supports Donald Trump, and he says all these good things about Planned Parenthood. I don't get this. I honest, This is where I share Glenn's frustration. I don't disagree totally with Trump, but at the same time, it, there's a problem there. But my, my, my whole problem is, is that Cruz in his home home state was basically, for all practical pu- purposes, mute it because I think a lot of that 19 minutes was crosstalk and I think I want you to bear something in mind
2: though I want you to bear in mind and again you asked me if I was a lawyer not whether I was trained as one or went to law school but you're a lawyer so you should have asked me those questions but uh for for now too late I'm off the stand but I want you to bear something in mind uh tonight Donald Trump and these guys had a strategic schematic that changed almost within moments of their taking the stage. Yeah. It started, this debate tonight was, uh, uh, Cruz had to go out there and win it, hands oh. down. That shifted within hours of the start of the debate to Cruz had to just hold his own, Rubio had to go out and win it, and not let neither one of them could let Trump beat them up. Everybody succeeded. The question is, and the difference is, that Cruz's test comes in just a few days in Texas. He's got to win. He's got to win decisively, whatever that is. And then all the heat turns to Rubio. If Cruz wins in Texas, the only story you're going to hear, mate, is, is Rubio out of this? Because that's the way the media works. So if Cruz wins his home state, the pressure, unbelievable pressure, is on Rubio to win his home state. The difference is Cruz is leading Trump in the polls in Texas, but Rubio, as of this moment, is losing to Trump in Florida.
3: See, I, I still feel, though, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, and maybe it's just me being pessimistic, but I feel like even Texas and Cruz and Rubio and Florida doesn't matter. I mean, you're going to have uh, Massachusetts and Minnesota and Tennessee and Alabama and Arkansas. A lot of these states are going to be held on Tuesday, and a lot of them are going to go for Trump either way. Oh, I, I think it's disagree. already a foregone conclusion.
2: But, but Skipper, they're they're proportional. So the thing is, the the media is really not into counting delegates yet. They're into who won, who yes, lost. Sir, yeah. I would offer in evidence South Carolina, where uh, initially Cruz lost by what two tenths of a percentage point, but look for that in a headline somewhere. All you saw was Trump, Trump, Rubio, Cruz first, second, third, and and to a degree that that template kind of holds. So what what Cruz I would submit to you has to do is is not lose in Texas <laughs> on Tuesday. And then all of a sudden, okay, all right, the media, you know, says, all right, damn, you know, we didn't have a bloodbath here. What can we look forward to? And what they can look forward to is, will Trump beat Rubio in Florida? And does that mean Rubio has to get out? Or does it even mean he'll be he'll decide to bow out to preserve in amber his presidential chances for next time, rather than getting beat? beaten like a rented mule in his home state. Well, and, and
3: as everybody knows, too, I mean, full disclosure, uh, me and Jay are both uh, big Cruz guys, too. Um, I think that Cruz is the candidate of substance when he comes out and talks like this, so I think it's much harder for him to kind of zero in and narrow down those talking points, those, uh, those sound bites that are going to sound good and sexy. Well, um, Rubio well, skip, did a much better job it's, tonight of that.
2: It's the Olympics with two completely different events. If If, if, if this running for president we're in the olympics then being a candidate would be the biathlon which i believe is where you run around and kiss both boys and girls uh while holding a rifle on cross country skis uh and then you know the but being president would be like the uh pole vault it's completely you know they're completely different skill sets
3: Yeah, no, uh, you absolutely may be right, but it just seems like it seems so much of talking points from them. And Trump, too, while he's excellent and fantastic at making these points, Um, there's never any actual substance to this. And one example I actually have from the debate tonight, in fact, Ty, you have a point, what's up?
4: Yeah, um, you know how right after Iowa, when uh, Cruz was riding high, everyone was writing these articles. I think the Blazing ran one about how not having swag might be Cruz's, you know, that might be an advantage. And if he doesn't do really well on Tuesday, though, I think it's going to go back. When was the last time the guy with or with less charisma won an election? And I think it wow. may just be that simple. And when you look back, the bottom line, Obama won the last two times because he had way more charisma than who he was running against. Wow, that's a good and point. And Bush had more than Kerry and Gore. Clinton obviously had more than Bush. and And Bush Part 1 had more than through caucus and Reagan of course, had Clinton and Reagan Clinton had, of course more had than everybody
2: so Clinton of course had STDs which helped push him across the line it does help a bit you know no, uh, plus he had the yeah. weed vote right I, I'm saying that <laughs> while I, and I get
4: you guys and, and Glenn and everybody and obviously I respect all of you guys with the uh, love for Cruz and I can't disagree with anything but he just doesn't come off to me as a charismatic figure I know that it he's should not, not matter definitely not and not, I know that it should right. matter. But when was the
2: last time we had a president that didn't have charisma? It can't be in the no, TV era. You're right. Era. Uh, you're right. There, That's I, a I, really, been really good point. talking about this I. for months. There's an it factor. There's an X factor. And I think that one of my partners on the broadcast came up with it. And you, as you've just said, the word is probably closest, most descriptive term I've heard is charisma. But there is an X factor. And Ted is brilliant and You know, we can use many adjectives for him. Ted Cruz is brilliant and XYZ, ABC, but charismatic, at least comparatively, he is not. Well, and I think Trump is one of the most,
3: um, I mean, like him or hate him, he Charismatic. Is, he, he drips the, the the charisma of it, too. But yeah. my problem with it, too, I mean, at the end of the day, too, even when you look back at, I mean, Clinton and Reagan and both Bushes, these people who have had charisma, there's been some substance behind it. With Trump, yes. I mean, he will say the, these talking points, too, that sound great. I mean, he talks about the wall, and they're going to pay for it. In fact, I want to play a clip here, too, of just an example of how he says he's going to do these huge things but doesn't actually get an example let's play cut 11
6: we're going to make many cuts in business we're getting rid of we're going to get rid of so many different things department of education common core is out we're going local have to go local (laughs) environmental protection we waste all of this money we're going to bring that back to the states and we're going to have other (coughs) many things we are going to cut many of the agencies we will balance our budget and we will be dynamic again
2: Mr. And, Trump. and tie Mr. and skip. Oh, sorry. And that's it, by the way. You notice, and I think, Skip, this is inherent in your point. This guy's got one level. And then in emergency, he can strike the glass, you know, break the glass and pull the lever. And he's got a 1B argument he can offer. And that's it. Well, no, it's the the EPA. deepest Trump it's can go is 1A and, and again, 1B. These...
3: But these are all just common platitudes that he's fed. I mean, in terms of, yes. okay, we're going to eliminate Common Core and put it back on the states. Uh, we're going to eliminate the EPA and put it back on the states.
4: There are so many government
3: agencies we're going to cut. It's going to be great. <laughs> he
4: just cut $3. <laughs> Yo, Where's yeah, the rest? He just no, cut you're like $3. Right.
3: Because still, anything he's putting back to the states is still going to require some level of government funding.
2: Government funding. You know what Rubio did well? He had, <clears throat> and he has to, the, the original sin... For those still who know about such things, I don't know why I do, but uh, Original Sin, you know, the political equivalent of Original Sin for Rubio, certainly, is Gang of Eight. And one of the things. It's the you Gang you of Ocho, know,
3: okay, Jay? The Gang of Ocho. Okay,
2: thank El oh, Gango de Ocho. Oh, by the way, okay, uh, let me just finish the point and then quickly say, and I'll shut up. Uh, he, he, the gang of Eight, he had to make sure that wasn't used to bleed him tonight because that's a big weakness that gang of eight is the taint is the original sin for rubio and he's going to have to battle that like political herpes and it's going to erupt when he least wants it the other thing is i'm sorry and my girls here were telling me don't say this on the radio don't put it on twitter because i was throwing things when i had this woman i'm sorry i'm an american speak american And someone tweeted uh, tweeted to me, no, there's no such thing as American. Yes, there is. English. I, I, I had to struggle to understand a panel member who was put on a presidential debate panel, and she was hammering, I don't care who it was, she was hammering a candidate for president of the United States. And I had to struggle to understand her. She was really hammering him. And I'm sorry, the combination... I didn't like it at all. I don't like it. She was looking good, though. She she was looking good. And, and I didn't realize, too.
3: I had tweeted quite critically yeah, about my that, line. too. I didn't realize it was a CNN Telemundo debate, too. So apparently this was all being simulcast on Telemundo, which is why we had Yeah, that, and she's yeah. saying, it, well, according to a Telemundo of debate
2: of Mexicans, like, like I care. You know, I mean, I'm sorry. Where are you? Did you wander in off the street? What do we know? A Telemundo poll of whom?
3: Uh, crazy. one hundred thirty three ninety three is the phone number. Only have a few minutes left, but I want to get another quick call in here. Matt, somewhere in Michigan, you're on the Blaze Radio Network. What's up, man?
9: Hey, uh, I think that debate was huge. It was, it huge. was awesome. huge. And the reason I think it was great is because Trump appeals to the low-information voters, and... Uh, you know, I'm a Cruz supporter, and I feel like he responded with dignity and class, but that's not what you do with Trump. And Rubio got down there on that level, and when I was watching the debate, Rubio was having fun. It was almost like he was beating the crap out of him and laughing about it. He was cutting it. him. And He Donald was cutting Trump him with a stiletto.
2: He, Rubio was and, cutting Trump with a razor blade repeatedly.
9: And he was laughing about it. And, you know, Trump Trump could not explain anything. And one of my favorite lines was whenever he was making fun of Rubio for repeating himself, and Rubio's like, you've just repeated yourself ten times in the last five seconds. <laughs> and uh, But, uh, the th- you know, if Trump actually thought out his position, he could tell whenever they asked him how are you going to save money cutting the EPA, he could have said there's costs allocated to those uh, r- regulations that cost the private sector, and with those released, it broadens the base, brings more money in, like Reaganomics. But it showed but- Trump as a person that's a soundbite candidate and hasn't thought anything through. And I loved it.
2: Well, we'll see. I had so you know, much Again, fun thank you for the that. call. We'll see if that matters. Guys, uh, my final question to you is do, do you think this produces a two man race? And second question, no. as a bonus toss up question, is Rubio is, is good. I'm not. No, I'm I don't think crews, this produces a two-man race. I think this is still Rubio a one-man race. Rubio is good, and you can't teach that. You can learn it, but you can't teach what Rubio did tonight. I mean, I, I wish I could say more than that. I say, yeah, I wish it was still a two,
3: three-man race, but no, I don't. I still think that <laughs> Donald Trump's going to be your candidate at this point. Maybe I've lost all hope. I mean, if I, I was saying even months ago, I still don't think he's a real candidate. I still think Bob. L-. No, I think he's going to be the candidate.
4: I think it's still a three-man race. and Unfortunately, the math shows as long as there's three, Trump wins. The only way Trump loses That's is right. if it gets down to two.
3: That's right. And I don't, think well, e- I don't think any of them are going to swallow their pride to do it. I think that at the very least, Trump and Rubio are going to be in as long as they can. I think Kasich and Carson are, are out at this point. The fact that they were even in this debate is ridiculous. But, yeah, okay, I no I, to, I still think no it's a one-man
2: man No to A. when – or sorry, if – Cruz uh, survives Texas if he wins his home state then the paradigm is shifting entirely to Rubio and whether because he's the only one right now right now at this moment in danger of losing his home state to Trump and if that happens bets are off.
3: Thanks so much for joining us tonight on the Blaze Radio Network. Please follow at Skip LaCombe, at J underscore Severn, at Ty Johnson News. We'll continue full debate coverage tomorrow on the Blaze Radio Network. To
1: reactions and analysis of the GOP debate, the Blaze Radio Network.